you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intended audience for this episode are pharmacists who actually manage projects, including those who manage informatics-based projects. So one of the things that we as pharmacists who work in the setting of technology and informatics should know, uh, but really don't get formal training in, in uh, back in pharmacy school, is how to manage projects from start to finish. So some of us may have the luxury of having project managers at our practice site, while others do not. And I have worked in both of those type of settings. So today I want to go over some of the steps that I've taken when I worked in an environment that did not have a dedicated project manager. In addition, through these steps, I walked through how we implemented a pharmacy technician medication list review at my last employment for a pilot run several years ago. So before we get started, just as a disclaimer, these are the steps that I've taken, but these are by no means a complete list of tasks that project management professionals would go through. So I don't have a PMP certification, and there are a lot of more detailed information that project managers follow to ensure success. But I think knowing these overall steps would be good enough for smaller projects to succeed. So the steps that I'm going to be going over today are the following. So things pre-go live. That means things that you need to do before a project goes live. So there will be defining the project, identifying the task and setting goals, assessing the cost and time of the tasks, creating a flowchart of possible pathways to get from start to finish, identifying if you have enough resources, and looking into risks and risk management. So when the project goes live, you'll need to continue to monitor its progress, monitor cost, and learn from any mistakes and readjust your plans if necessary. So let's go over each step in context of the medication list review by pharmacy technicians. So first thing is defining the project. This is where we would identify what the project entails. You should be as clear and descriptive as you can be so that there's no question looking back onto the project to see if you were successful or not. So in this case, the project is defined as developing an electronic form and workflow that would help a pharmacy technician to review and document medication list in an emergency department setting. So that's what I define my project as. So the next step is looking at uh, identifying the tasks and goals. So you need to break down all the tasks that are required in order to achieve the final project goal. In the context of this project, tasks can include pharmacy technician training, workflow design, electronic form creation and design, which includes some of the programming aspects of it, um, report writing, which also includes some programming aspects. Um, and so when defining goals, you got to make sure that they are SMART goals, and that's an acronym. So the acronym of SMART, it stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Time-Bound. So the next thing is assessing cost and time. So for every task that you identify, now you have to put an estimate of how long those tasks will take. This will help with giving an overall total time it'll take for the project. When I define task times, what I usually do is add about maybe 50% to the actual time it will take to finish a task. And the reason I do this is because you kind of never know if you run into an issue that may cause an extended delay in completing a task. So by adding that 50%, you give yourself a little of a buffer. So for the training of our electronic form, there was a delay in getting pharmacy technicians to access to the train domain and that caused the training task to be delayed. So adding that 50% additional kind of helped buffer for that. So the next thing I said was to create a flowchart and having a flowchart or a timeline of different paths to take can help you in choosing the most efficient path. 
The other thing is that if you reach a roadblock in your most efficient path, this flowchart also allows you the ability to choose an alternate path. And I also find that totaling the time it takes for each path is also a good way of helping you choose a backup plan. So the next thing I have is identifying resources. So having all the tasks and timelines are great, but do you have enough resources to do it? So for this particular project, we had a good timeline plan, but forgot to account that for certain pharmacy technicians, they had vacations coming up. So had we been more thorough with identifying our resources, we would have known that there were possibly lacking resources that we we would need. So subsequently, this kind of extended the project timeline, or we also had to try to find people to backfill for those positions. So the next thing I have is looking into risks. What I mean by looking into risks is making sure that we have backup plans for failures. In addition, test everything. Unit testing, regression testing, all those different types of tests that need to be done to ensure functionality and workflows are appropriate. In our case, we had one specific technician test out the form in their workflow of recording and reconciling medication lists for several days in the emergency department. And this was to see if there were any issues with using the form or if there were any issues with the physical workflow in that high-paced environment that they had to be in. So testing and prepping workflows for failure are necessary to the success of the project. All right, so then once the project goes live, then we monitor the project by looking at the SMART goals that we defined earlier to see if they are being achieved or not. If there are any mistakes or if there are any issues with the workflow, we learn from it and we adjust it in a newer modified workflow. That workflow gets approved and then after that we implement it again to see if it works and we go back into that whole uh, looking at the, the workflow and looking at the goals to see if they're achieved or not. And it's just this whole cycle of feedback and change. So hopefully by now, if you haven't managed a pharmacy project but are going to do one soon, these steps may help you in terms of bringing you a general framework. But if you already managed pharmacy projects out there, maybe you got something out of this episode that you haven't seen before or dealt with before, or maybe you have additional comments that I missed. And if you do, please feel free to contact me and let me know. But if you guys like this episode, you guys can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITMe or our Instagram at PharmacyInformatics. Or you can also send me an email at Tony at PharmacyITMe.com. And I wanted to plug another great networking opportunity. Again, it's called Pharmacist Connect. If you are familiar with Slack workspaces, Pharmacist Connect is a large vetted one in which you have to have a license as a pharmacist, pharmacy intern, pharmacy technician to get vetted and then be accepted into this group. And there's different channels in there for any specialty that you may be looking into, including an informatics space. And it's absolutely a great place for networking. And I met some great colleagues on there. So you can find out more by visiting pharmacistconnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal.